It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 387, and it's the summer solstice, June 21st, 2023, longest day of the year, so get outside and get some sun today, um, as late as you want, well, as late as, as late as it goes, but I'm, I'm pumped about today's guest, everybody knows him, he made a big splash, he's made a big splash for a long time, but a real big one just a couple weeks ago, Final X, at 79 kilos, Chance Marsteller joining the show, Chance, I think you're just on a couple weeks back, but you're back, um, how's it going, man? Hey, man, it's going well. Thanks a lot for having me today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. And I, I want to, you know, get to talking about the series with Jordan Burroughs and even watch uh, match number three. But um, a couple things I want to talk about first. Like, you're, you're all, you know, you're, you talk about this, you're this encyclopedia, this wrestling, you know, just like ginormous fan, fanatical about the sport. Final X is a huge event. Obviously, you did your thing and there's all that. But I don't know if you, like, watch at all during the event or have gone back and watched? I'm sure you know a lot of the results. The wrestling fan in you, what do you look back at Final X and be like, oh, I liked that match or that series or, or these results or th- things that stuck out to me? Uh, I mean, there's a few things that stuck out. One, um, you know, uh, from a fan standpoint, like if I'm being a fan, you know, like when I'm back there watching uh, some of the matches before I wrestle, like I thought, I thought the wrestling was incredible this year. I thought there was a lot more uh, – uh, just not not the usual stuff going on that always goes on in Final X, like where we, we kind of know exactly what's going to happen and it happens. Um, you know, I thought Zane Richards' winning was pretty incredible. Uh, Zane's a great dude, and he um, he he's one of those guys who's always been at it. You see him at every, like at everything, and uh, for it to happen to him was I thought pretty neat. I thought the Yanni Nick Lee matches were incredible. Then more than anything, as far as like from a fan standpoint, like or like from a coach, like have my kids watch something. Like I would have them watch the Vito and the Sean matches probably all day every day. Just uh, the pace that they had in match two, like um, I, I don't know, I don't know how they how they keep that pace. Like that, it was, it was incredible to watch. So I thought thought that stuff. Uh, the usual Kyle Dakes defense, you know, doesn't get much better than that. And like in his chest wrap, crowd in his hips. And, um, you know, so that was the stuff that caught my eyes um, more than anything. Um, so I just, I thought there was a lot more going on in this final X in a few years in the past. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, I guess balancing Chance the competitor, the guy's going to go wrestle and Chance the fan you were, I think, the sixth or, or seventh or something like that, right in the middle match. How do you and I you know, I saw the back, so this big warm up area and they have a big you know, they have a big T V and there's people crowded around it. Some people are like, Hey, I'm here to take care of myself. I don't want to see anything else and distract me. Some people, maybe you, I don't know, it sounds like you watched some of it, but how did you spend, you know, uh balance your time between getting ready and being prepared physically and mentally and like either sneaking peeks or just sitting down and watching full matches? 
you know, so I, I mean, for, uh, balancing it out, I think as a competitor, right? Like I think most of us have like our strategy or game plan or whatever it is that, you know, when we come in, we get warmed up how we usually do probably like, I don't, I think for most of us, you know, those warmups probably haven't changed in years, right? Like they're probably pretty close or pretty similar to what they usually are. And, um, so, you know, I, as far as that part, I'm locked in, I'm focused, I come in, do my warm up and stuff. But for me, like the, you know, it's just like you said earlier, like distraction, like I like watching the wrestling. I like talking to people, um, a little bit because, uh, it, it reminds you, it's just that it's wrestling. Like there's people around that you can talk to and it's, it's, it, and it is distracting in a good way for me. Um, you know, so being able to kind of kick my feet up, watch a few matches and then a few matches before I'm up, you know, then I get locked in and kind of, start focusing more on what I got to go do. But again, like as you get warmed up, kind of look over, you see something pretty cool in wrestling and, you know, going on and it, uh, it, you know, helps you not, not really overthink, you know, and you're kind of enjoying everything that's going on around you. Sure. Um, what's up with the, like the, the, your training situation or situations, right? I saw that, that interview you did right after final X where you like, you talked about a phone call from Carrie Colat, and then you went down and trained with him for a while. Um, take me through like training with him, and then I think you said for like a year. But like I know that you're at New Jersey and New York, NYC. Um, give me kind of the timelines of when, where you were when. You know, I uh, so right uh, right out of re- rehab, I was. Uh, you know, this is in the summer of twenty twenty. Um, you know, I uh, I tried to kind of remain low key and and quiet. Um, you know, I know I had messed up and was really trying to get right. So I, I, I knew I wanted to take my time. So really, I just kind of was training at home for a few couple weeks, couple months. And I finally, you know, I reached out to Carrie and, uh, you know, um, a real good friend of mine down there, Danny Neff, you know, he's an All-American in Lockheed. He's one of the assistant coaches there. Like, uh, you know, I think he was a big advocate for me. And um, there's a couple other guys who are really crucial down there, like, Mike Evans was, was really crucial. And so was Jay Antonelli. Um, and you know, Jay's, uh, more like head of the PE department down there. And they, they knew everything I had going on in my life and they, they still like took a shot on me, um, or a chance on me. And, uh, so, you know, that was like, uh, I want to say, um, probably like October, November, 2020. And I remained there, you know, for, for um how long was it i get i guess like a little over a year year and a half right and um but uh you know just it's sometimes it's it's one of those things where um you feel yourself starting to uh need need more and i mean that's just what it was you know and and uh kendall and i had a past relationship and kendall's willing to take me on and uh, um you know, so a little bit after the U.S. Open that coming year, um, I had gone up there a few times and was training with the guys like uh, Fine Silver and Chimizo and Kinchadze. They were all in there. And, um, you know, I think Kendall was liking what he was seeing. And, um, you know, he he uh, he took me on right after that. And, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history right now. Like NYCRTC and NJRTC, we have a um, – kind of a dual RTC really I'm I would say the main athlete that goes back and forth and is now taken care of by both RTCs so um but every once in a while we do joint workouts and whatnot so um and Nate Jackson there's not a whole lot of dudes to push him so I was with him quite a bit and with Reese quite a bit I feel really comfortable with Reese in my corner so um that's kind of how that all came about you know so I split my time in between NYC RTC and NJ RTC get a little bit of Reese during the week, get a little bit of Kendall during the week, and uh, it it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, uh, and you said I don't know if you're we talking about Colette or Evans or maybe all of it. You said that, you know they're willing to take a chance on me, no pun intended, right? Were you ever worried that you would go somewhere, reach out to somebody, and they'd be like, nah, not, you know, um, not take that? Yeah, chance. absolutely, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't cut you off, but I, I don't like without a doubt. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people were who kind of knew what was going on um were, were done like it's my family was done with me you know like for a while at one point like uh 
you know, I mean, I had to work my way back into my wife and kids, good graces. And luckily, luckily, she, you know, she took me back on, but even like my, my family just kind of, you can just, you can see when people kind of lose faith in you, you can see it in their face, you can hear it in their talk, you can hear it on their phone calls. Um, so if I'm being honest, like, yeah, like I, I didn't reach out to too many people in general because I, I kind of had that, that feeling, that notion, I could hear it in other people. Um, you know, and, and I knew I was going to have to kind of work from the ground up. And like I said, like those guys took a chance on me. Like they didn't, they didn't have to. And, um, and maybe like, and I'm truly grateful for it because without it, you know, I wouldn't have had kind of that springboard to get back into my wrestling career the way I did. And I don't, I don't want to dive too deep in and everything that happened and hopefully we can do that in a, in a bigger way. Um, but was there, you know, you're talking about your, your family, I don't know, lost faith in you or, or you had to work your way back in there. Was there a, a point or was there something that clicked and you're like, all right, I, I do got to do this. Was it your family? Was it, I don't know. Um, you know, like, like, yeah, not trying to dive too much into it right now. Cause I'm, you know, I'm sure you want to talk a little bit about us. But I, I think at one point, like, you know, uh, I was alone. Like there was nobody really, you know, I was like packing up my house by myself. Like I'm making the phone calls to rehab by myself and kind of realized like, like, no one's no one's gonna save me this time except for you know maybe the man upstairs um but he's he's definitely gonna urge me to uh you know do a little bit of work on on my own and i just remember like i was i was lucky enough at, at to to get a ride from rehab from a couple of friends like my my parents weren't willing to take me um and that was kind of like when i was like yeah everybody's it's my wife my wife had the kids she's like i'm not taking you like the, my parents definitely were saying no and i think that was like the point where i was like yeah everybody's everybody's fed up like like it, it the gigs up like i gotta figure this thing out yeah well i thank you for that and it, it is remarkable and i do yeah want to talk lots of wrestling um and you know we, we just talked two weeks ago right before the event but I, i'm going to kind of ask the same questions because i didn't you know i said how did you what was your confidence and that was i don't know a few days out or a week out like walking into the prudential center versus walking into madison square garden a year prior tell me how you felt different or or the same man i felt like uh you know wrestling is a lot about i mean life's a lot about perspective right so i had this like twist on it man where and i was telling somebody the other day where the arena like it might have been 50 50 in general fan base right maybe it was 60 40 70 30 jordan like i'm not sure but like i just kept seeing like my club t-shirts and a ton of people that i knew truly like were there for me and like every time i turned the corner i saw someone else in some stuff right and i just like my perspective was shifted to like i own this arena like this is is a hundred it's a hundred fan base to zero me and, and again like that's not how it was but that was like the perspective shift i had um just you know every like every time i saw a shirt or looked around like and and uh, i just felt like my, my confidence in 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 the people supporting me just like it like it kept going up and up and up and um just purely purely because of uh you know looking around seeing people that I know believe in me and like, and, and being able to, you know, that just shifted my perspective and uh, I kind of held on to that. It almost felt like, and I was in the back, right. Working on, on a different project. So I didn't see all the matches, but I caught the end of your first match. Like the less, less, maybe the last minute, maybe less, but uh, it, it almost seemed like you, you won the crowd over or, or, you know, like you never, Jordan's Jordan. Right. And, and he's always going to have, the, the most cheers and but it, it almost felt like in the whole finger thing was was a weird situation but it almost felt like like holy crap it almost felt like rocky four where the, the crowd shifted mid-match um did you feel that and maybe, maybe your your perspective was you, you had the whole crowd the whole time i don't know i mean you kind of said that already but yeah no like i said i had that perspective but like you can kind of hear that like you can hear you can hear the crowd get louder like i don't know what's going through my head is like i just i think people are funny man I, like if i'm being honest like i think people are ruthless and uh you know jordan's been like the hero for america for a long time he's the reason why we have world team titles and you know he's the reason why we got out of the drought that we had um you know before the you know before 2011 like leading up to it, I felt like we were definitely in a drought. So it's like, 
it's cool and all when people are like cheering for you but at the same time it's like like we always have to villainize or tag a bad guy when like i feel like we both wrestled our butts off and um you know and i i know that feeling more than anyone like the villainize like the bad guy like you know so it's like i don't i don't really get i don't really get it you know like i just i want i want people to you know look at the sport like a little more like i do like uh you know just enjoy it like it's like i i think we both put on a show um and and like i said fought our butts off and you know you would you know more than anything you hope people just like appreciate that and respect that you know i have my reasons for wanting to win and trying to be great in the sport and jordan is already like um so i'm not quite sure if that answers your question but yeah. like that's so when i hear the the shift in the crowd it just it reminds me to stay humble stay me um people are always going to be shifting right people are shifty like i'm i'm gonna stay doing what i'm doing yeah uh so we don't, the match one ended the way it did the, after the match ended, there was a pull, pull the single penalty point. I think he said, yeah, obviously it wasn't intentional. I heard you say that. Uh, but talk me through the time between match one and two. Walking off the mat, what do the coaches say in the back, right? Um, it's got to be a, a mind F, right? Just to like, okay, I won. Oh, my God, I didn't? I got to beat. I still got to beat this guy twice? I'm sure like it, it's, it's got to be a trip. Yeah, I don't, so you know, I was a, I was a little fiery, a little heated after, um, and uh, you know, I was like arguing for a second. Kendall's like, "Look, dude, I've been here before, man. Like, lose match one, you're gonna come back with match three. He goes, we came in here today to win, need to win two matches, and you know what? Nothing's really changed. You still need to win two matches, and you know, and then like the pers- like trying to just perspective change as fast as possible. You know, it was just me starting to tell myself, I'm like, dude, I already did it today. I'm gonna do it again." Um, you know, and I'm just keep doing it. Uh, so that was like, that, that was the shift for me. And so like trying to like, let, let it eat me up. It was, you know, try, try to shift that perspective, realize I did almost everything right. Now this time go try to do absolutely everything right. You know, to the best of my ability. Um, that, that's the shift in the mindset. And then it was also just like, get out of the arena as fast as possible. Um, you know, get out of the arena, get back to the hotel, get something in you um like doing those things like getting out of the arena getting food laying down rehydrating like you know instead of like you know that's my focus on doing you know what i need to do for my next match rather than um you know sitting there just like 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 i said letting it eat eat up at you so and uh someone someone told me like uh a long time ago man you gotta have a short memory in wrestling on the good days the bad days you know i've talked about the wave before where you you know you don't ever want to get too high on your highs never too low on your lows um you gotta be somewhere in the middle and uh i i think um that's again just one of those moments where it's like you you know, you gotta stay, stay, stay as level-headed as possible in the sport. Have a short memory, whether it's good or bad. You gotta forget about it. It's just like walking out of a practice. Like if I had a really good day of practice, like I, I want to kind of remember it enough to try to carry that energy into the, the next day. If I have a terrible practice, I'm not gonna sit there and harp on it. I'm gonna maybe figure out what I did wrong, and then short, short memory, get rid of it, come back the next day, right? So that's like the same thing as those matches. Um, and I, <laughs> honestly, leading up to final action, you can ask my coaches probably, probably like like one of the worst like 10 day stretches of training like the last like two or three were like okay just normal weight cutting but there was days i was like walking out of the room like ah fuck and then like i'm to walk back in the room and that doesn't happen a whole lot um and uh and you know i just I, we had guys there like uh a guy named yusuf uh Abdul Samov, uh, he was an Olympic silver medalist for Tajikistan in 08. And he's just like, dude, and he's like, calm down. He goes, some of the best wrestlers, you know, like, have, you know, just stay calm. Like, guys have bad matches, but things go wrong all the time. They come back, you know, and have some of the best matches of their life. You know, he says, everything's going to fall in place. So, like, that, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking about. Short memory, relax. We did it before. Go do it again. Did, like, the, the, you know, the bad practices, the majority of your last 10 practices, you said were kind of bad. Did that almost help? Because things went wrong and and practice, but whatever, and then things went wrong in match one, but I'd be able to help you just forget about it? 
Uh, you, you know, like over over the years, like like there's uh there's definitely been like times where I where I wrestled some of my best uh, tournaments or matches after after some really you know bad practices. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean I think that's that's probably why, right? Like it's you're dealing with adversity right there in the room, like um you just you know you're getting punched in the face right there in the room, and you got to figure it out or you know finish or just finish through it. And um, so yeah, I mean I, I think so. Uh, I also heard you say that you know you kept getting to your, your like your left side high crotch to his right leg, but you, the plan was to, go, to shoot the other leg. After match one, did you guys talk about that at all? Like, man, I'm actually getting to this this other shot better than the one we, we kind of game plan about. No, no, we we actually really didn't. It was just more so of like, you know, uh, it was more so of like you know if you, if you touch a leg, you're, you're going to score. So you know, just keep figuring out. Go touch a leg like you're. You know, um, I take a lot of time and I take a lot of pride in like how like I lock things out and get them up and and my finish rate, um, you know, I think it's high and um, it was just a matter of you know I think Reese and Kendall telling me you know like do do what it takes to go touch his leg. If he touches leg, you score. So that was uh, that was more so the mindset. The mindset is like you know like like with Jordan like he, he I don't know like many people who just get a good time with Jordan. He's so good at clearing and so good at like. You know, keeping his stance and or keeping his motion going. I, like I don't think like one time in the past, every single time we've wrestled, um, really like was it eight matches now. Like I don't think there's ever been one time I just like was able to get to an inside tie or a good underhook or, you know, or just like lay my hands where I want them. Um, so I think that was part of the thing is like you know I'm always trying to go forward even when he's faking I'm down block and go forward and. Uh, and then not just get my hands back on go forward after and then go find a leg. So um yeah, again I don't I don't know. I think I think the body starts taking over when, when you're confident and things are going, you know, you're you feel like you're doing what you should be doing. So I, I mean I, I feel like that's what kinda of what happened. Yeah. And and some guys when you talk to them, they're like, I remember every detail of a match and some people are like, I have to watch it again to even know what I did. I guess where are you with that, and and can you recall that that last you know that last surge from him where he got to your leg and you, you squared up? Uh, you know he's gonna win the match in the series if you don't if you don't defend that takedown. I think even a pushout would have been the match to him. But can, can you like remember that sequence? Uh, yeah. What do you... <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, so uh, I am typically the guy that I'm the opposite of how I am when I watch wrestling. When I'm when I wrestle, like I don't. Like, uh, I blacked out. Like, I mm -hmm. don't really remember. I have to go back and watch to remember my, what happens in my matches. Like, I slightly remember. I remember, like, little details that might be, you know, big differences. But, like, uh, like if you remind me about something from the whole six minutes, I, it's very likely I forgot. Um, so it's kind of weird. It's, like, the opposite of when I'm watching wrestling and I feel sure. like I remember most details. But, uh, no, I just, you know, I said it in the one interview before, like, like, I remember being in that split second, like as like I'm trying to like pull up his his neck and chin, um, and right before I hipped in, I'm just like, <laughs> all I could think about was like, dude, it worked, it worked for Nolf, like, <laughs> and uh, when when Nolf did the Imar match too, and I was, uh, you know, and and uh, scenario was pretty close to the same, um, and I was like, that's it's now now or never, and it worked for him. I now it's like you know kind of hoping it works for you so yeah that was uh that that like that little like the thought process was going through my head probably right there at that second sure um and i kind of want i want to watch this this third match and just kind of get your take on it you can analyze it break it down talk about it whatever you want whenever you're ready uh amanda that's our producer if you want to pull it over we'll just start this match uh, this is match three. First, I guess tell me how you feel physically, right? It, it's, it's a physical battle with Jordan Burroughs, two of them. Yeah. Um, well, hey, first off, like, am I gonna be able to see it on my screen? Because I, I, I don't... here we go. Oh, hey, man, yeah. Can we make sure he can see this? Match number three, sorry, 79 kilograms. Jordan Burroughs in the red. <laughs> yeah. Chance Marsteller in there the blue. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Match one went to Burroughs narrowly. You got it now. Two. Marsteller edge out the champ, and now yeah, it's yeah, Jordan Burroughs uh, in on a shot, and it's a quick you know, I mean, going Jordan in the, going into match three, it was... 2-0 uh, lead for Jordan. Looking for that lace. I, I tried to remember as much as I could from the year before about what I was doing in between match two and three. Um, 
again, I just like I just remember that interview from Jordan, and like I was like, I living on it, but I just like I, I just uh, you know, it's, it's hard to forget. It's hard to forget when a guy when you beat a guy and he goes, I know I'm winning match three because I've done this a hundred times, you know, and yeah, or I've done this before, and um, and I know how to act, and you don't kind of thing, and you know, uh, I just remember that, and it was a matter of uh. I think the few things were as, uh, after I beat him in match two was I walked off and he was exactly right. Maybe, you know, last year maybe it was like, oh, I did it. Like, I got to figure out how to do it again. This year it was just like, I did what I know I'm supposed to do. Right. Like, and I'm not, again, too high on that high, too low on that low. Like, I'm right where we need to be. And I'm right, like, I'm, I'm going to get off. And again, it's just like talking about going back to the hotel. It's like, get off the mat, get your feet up, get refueled. Um, and settle like you know you don't gotta get amped up right away like your body's already raring to go um you're yes i'm tired like you know i think we both are but uh your body at this point can do anything for six minutes you know it's it's definitely got the weight cut out of it all that stuff like it's gonna do whatever the heck it needs to do to get the job done um as long as you know what's between the ears can do can do what it needs to do so um <laughs> I do remember walking out to the mat like that that match was like I slapped hands with my coaches and I felt like a little bit of energy a little more pop than usual yeah and then uh are we uh is, is the video pulled up yeah oh can you not see it Amanda can he not see this I'm sorry I thought I thought you said you could see it um yeah uh, no I can see you oh you can see me okay Amanda we need to get this sorry we got our producer here um uh, working up hopefully get you to be able to see this. Can he get the, the preview here? So we're working on it. Um, so definitely felt more confident this year going into match three. Yeah, absolutely. But then I remember going out and getting taken down like pretty, pretty fast. <laughs> like, and I just go like, dude, not again. Like I just, I remember, I remember match three last year when Jordan, when Jordan scored, you know, he, he surged early and he scored and my head right away was like, Ugh, I'm about to do this the whole, the whole match maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, I'm about to figure out a way to go get to the legs and stuff. So when Jordan scored early, this first match, like that was like the first thought in my head was like, oh, I surged early and he's going to, you know, he's going to try to put this thing away. And I could feel him really try to like lace that lace up right away uh -huh. um, right after his first takedown. And, um, I remember just uh, like, no, yeah, I, you gotta put more energy behind this chance. You gotta put a little bit more energy behind this. Um, and yeah, I think I think the first period that then you know like he he gets the shot clock point. Yeah. And uh, do you want me to wait or no? Is that... I, we we're actually it's playing. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know why you can't see it, but it sounds like you recall it well. But I, I had a question like, uh, you know, how did Jordan feel? Right? He's he's a year older. He's still amazing. Did do you feel like you were better? Was he the same? Was he slower? Was was I don't know. Um, I don't. Uh, it, uh, if I'm being honest, in match one, I was like, oh, I'm definitely stronger and faster than last year, maybe than what than what I remember him being last year. But then by the time he came out for match two, he he felt better match two to me than he did match one. Um, I felt like you, you know his his sprints and his surges and just uh, his hand fight and was stronger like you know i grab a hold of him i feel like he's stronger um so uh i definitely you know this year like like nothing to me like yeah we game plan like we did there's definitely certain stuff that worked well but uh um i feel like I, <laughs> I never really got to like anywhere i truly truly wanted to be just because he's he did such a good job. Like he does such a good job of clearing ties and, and, and circling like, like he always does, like how he's always clearing and getting his rhythm going. And I, uh, um, you know, so I, that was an adjustment I had to make. Like, I feel like I have to wrestle a little bit like a goofball with like my head down moving forward and kind of reaching and figuring out how to use my limbs a little differently. Yeah. You're taking usual. shot after shot and, and finally got that, that single leg to the, to the step out to get on the board. Yeah, so I think, like, you know, going in, you know, we're at the two-minute mark here in the second, but, like, going into that second period, I was down 3-0. I kind of expected that, like, after he scored earlier, that like, they were going to put me on the shot clock. Uh, you know, I, 
you know, and start putting the match away, match three um, for him, right? So when he goes up 3-0, and I, you know, it just it's what I'm thinking about when I go to my corner is just how many times I've had to do this with Nate Jackson. You know, Nate's bigger, you know, than Jordan, yeah. and Nate's a great partner, and and Re- Reese doesn't let me take the foot off the gas, win or lose, like in practice. Yeah, and we, you know, Reese makes us do a decent amount of live, um, Nate and I, and no one pushes me like that, dude, as far as live goes. And uh, it just was like exactly like playing out a scenario in the practice room with Nate. Like I just remember, like I'm I'm down. I got to go find a few ways to score, but I don't need to score all my points at once. But I need to. I need to be ready to go right away, you know, like, and I, and, um, and start early and finish strong. So I think, you know, that's kind of what happened here in the second, like, as it got started was, uh, you know, I, I had to reset my mind and just tell myself I've been here a thousand times this year with Nate. Um, and, and the, the, how the, how this ends, like, like how the, how this stuff's playing out is exactly like how it plays out in the room. Like I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, there's definitely days Nate, Nate beats me. Uh, and then there's like some of the days when I went and I feel good and um, I was down by three, sometimes four, and I'll get a push out, a push out, and then finally a takedown or, or a takedown. The next thing I know, like something turns into an arm spin for four. Um, and, uh, you know, those you, you, those kind of things are uh, common common for us. So it just, it just felt like I had been here before where I feel like in the past, there's definitely been times where I've given up on myself in the past where... I'm just going to hand fight. Like, I, like I, I'm tired. Like, I'm trying to mentally get myself into it, and I can't. Like, I don't think this is one of those scenarios. It's, um, you know, when you put yourself here more in battle and you treat every day with some visualization, like in the practice room. Yep. Uh, like, I, I saw this moment, you know, many times this year. Um, and it's like, I try to tell my guys at Club A, they don't understand when it's like, when they're both tired and they're okay with you know, like, let's say I have two really good wrestlers and they go 10 minute go and nobody scores. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like, no one's gotten better. Like, someone's like, got to go and, and, until someone scores, man, um, or, or breaks, you know? And, uh, and, and what it tells me is like when they go live goes, like, like they're not leaving it all on the mat in practice. Like, so how are you really supposed to be here and be able to leave it all on the mat when you're out here? And that's something like I, I've had, like I said, I had to change drastically. I just, I, I remember it like in these moments, especially when that second period started, I'm just trying to adjust my mind and tell myself like, um, you know, you, you can do it. Like, like there's been many times in the past where you haven't today's, it's not like that anymore. Sure. And here's that moment on the edge. Yeah, right here. I mean, you know, so as this happens, like the first thing I thought is like, dude, like I did, uh, you know, I was over pursuing. He got under me this very similar position to the year before where he would drive up my body and he would, I think the one difference was, you know, last year he would, he was able to get up to an underhook and more of a Metzger and get his hand in deeper. I feel like I, you know, the way I was wrenching like up in the shoulder and trying to find the neck, like I feel like I didn't let him quite get to the hook with the Metzger, um, you know, and because of match three last year, I watched like, that's how he did it to me. Pushed me out four times when I would pressure him all the way to the edge. He would circle me out, get an underhook, get a Metzger, and just drive me out very similar position um and uh so i think that's the one thing and then the other thing was just like i know like my foot my foot like uh like i i wasn't quite sure where i was at but like i just remember trying to like when i was on my tippy toes like trying to when my foot swung like trying not to let it touch the mat uh until i planted um was the big thing and uh you know, so that when I actually planted, I, you know, eh, I was in bounds. And, uh, like, right here, um, you know, my foot swings right It swung back in bounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that was the big thing. I just remember, like, like when I step into this um, and I hip in uh, for, like, my final descent, like, I, uh, I want to step in as, you know, the best I can, as deep as I can to make sure I'm in bounds. You know, besides yeah. that thing I was saying, if that was going through my head, that was probably the main, the main other thing that was going through my head. What What do you think during this challenge? And I, and I think he, they jump back in and try to challenge the challenge. Like, are you just trying to stay calm? Is it oh, sensory overload? It, I don't know. So uh, a couple of things. One is I felt pretty confident we were going to win the challenge uh, just because of how fast my coaches threw the brick. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I, I like, and I came up feeling like, you know, I came up like kind of holding for because like I, I felt like it. And then, um, you know, when they tried to re-challenge, the only thing like, I was thinking was, you know, I, I mean, I get it, right? Like this is like what I tried to do in match one, but you know, like everybody was the first person telling me, you, you know, like no double jeopardy, you can't challenge a challenge. Right. Right. So I uh, was just like, what, what's going on here? And I'm not gonna lie, like. Uh, like I, I really was unsure what was gonna happen when they tried to challenge the challenge. I didn't know like are they gonna like let him? Like, you know, I didn't really think what happened in match one was gonna happen. I thought there was like a ton of time on the clock for them to have their challenge before the match ended. Um you know, because um, my thoughts like in match one there's like seventeen seconds left. He no one was ever really in on a leg or anything like that. So it's like, what if there was 45 seconds left and he was never really in on a leg? You're going to go all the way back to 45 seconds? Yeah. Um, you know, you're faking and moving and level changing, but there was definitely area to stop, right? So, you know, I so at this point, I'm like, I, you know, are they going to let him double challenge? I don't <laughs> – I just wasn't sure. You know, I mean, things things were wild. Wow. Um, I can't believe you swung that foot back in. That might have been what saved you. Or, you know, won, won the – and really it seemed like whoever was going to get this call was going to win the match, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think so, absolutely. I think this, you know, a four um, in this type of match puts most matches away. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, is this is just something that, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time on. Like, this is where Jordan is really good, man. Like, like I said, last year, like – I. You know, maybe I wasn't on his legs a lot last year, but I felt like I was always the guy going forward. And next thing I know, I go forward and I take him to the edge. And next thing I know, I'm out of bounds. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What's going on, man? Like, he was always so good. So so we spent a lot of time on, you know, getting circled out on the edge and, and wrestling that edge. Um, you know, I, especially in freestyle, man, I think, you know, for anybody listening out there, like edge work is, you know, so so important. It's It's part of the game. It's a game. Right, like how do you play yeah. the game a little bit? Um, and uh, you know, I feel like that that time we spent there, you know, it, it obviously paid, paid off. At any point there, well, I'll ask that in a minute. We we'll just watch this. What do we? Short time. You you know he's coming, and we've seen Jordan do this kind of thing before, right? His sprint, his pace, and 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 get late scores. So you had to know it wasn't like over. Maybe now. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was over. I mean, like, when you watch Jordan wrestle DT, um, the match he wrestled where he was giving up some weight to DT, they did the, the card for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jordan's down 4 but he still got, like, four push-outs, like, in the last 40, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's right. Like, yeah, something like that, four, for sure. Four one-pointers in the last 40 seconds. So, like, you know, it's um, – and there was, you know, 30-some left on the clock at that point. So, you know, I feel like it's still – you have to be ready. Um I don't know, just here at the end, I just, like, you know, everything's about, you know, um, demeanor and whatnot, and I just, like, I didn't want to finish on the match and win the match, like, on my knees. I just want to make sure I was standing, and um, that's kind of what was going through my head the last second. And I had to feel good. It did. Especially considering, <laughs> considering match one. Like, like at any point, and ho- I mean, you would hope you don't let your mind go here, but I don't know, at any point, did you think about back to Colot, right? Whether it was right after match one or that 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 challenge there at match three, and we know Carrie's gone undergone some really brutal stuff like that. Did any of that ever cross your mind, or you didn't even let that squeeze in? Yeah, yeah, yes, and no. You know, man. Like I don't. I uh, I feel like we've come a long way since that time, as yeah, far yeah. as uh, how, how wrestling works, but. At, at, you know, there's always chatter. People love to talk, and you know, you hear everybody else saying you got to, you know, um, you know, oh, you're you're wrestling two people today, and you know, it's true and it's not true. Like I, you know, it just Jordan's great, and like you're gonna beat him, you're really gonna have to beat him, and try to try to leave as the least amount up to chance as you can, right? And yep. I didn't exactly do that, you know. I like like there was definitely. It, it, a few matches, you know, all the matches got a little wild. So it's like, you you know, it's, um, it is what it is part, part of wrestling. Right. Again, I think when two people leave it all on the mat, like, 
are fighting tooth and nail for everything you have. Like you don't, there's going to be craziness. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're going to go to this, uh, I assume you're going to go wrestle. I think it's hungry, right. in, in July at a ranking tournament. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah. then obviously the, the eye on the prize is, is the world championships and you're a student, you're an encyclopedia. Are you like pretty dialed in on the, you know, the, the field at 79 kilos? Yeah, I feel like I've gotten a shot to see a lot of them in person or wrestle some of that, you know, a, a good bit of them. Um, or the guys who I haven't wrestled have wrestled guys that I have, you know, so, um, and, uh, you know, Russian Nationals going on this weekend, so kind of, you know, watching that, paying attention to that. Like 79 starts tomorrow. Um, you know, but I think at the end of the day, right, like, I'm, I like to lock in and watch people and whatnot. Like I said, like, there's always, like, somewhat of a game plan. But at the end of the day, like, if I go do what I do well and do it really well um, and give absolute max effort, like, I don't – and focus on me, um, I think good things happen. Heck, yeah. Uh, who do you like – you, you brought up Russian Nationals. I don't know if you want to pick a winner or have a a guy you like wrestling, watch wrestling, or or somebody you have wrestled in the past that you're you're interested in watching. Uh no, I just thought I thought seventy four is interesting. Sidikov's not you know not there, and I like I'm, neither saw July. I guess they're sitting up, but neither is Zamalov at seventy four. So I, I don't know what the plan is there. I'm interested. I think my weight, the guy that's you know currently ranked one and beat Savatakui. Um, I would probably be surprised if he loses. He hasn't lost in a while. Um, that's kind of who I think we were, were looking to look at. Um, Usmanov. Um, besides that, I don't know. Just kind of watching and enjoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was my that was going to be my other question. You you wrestling fanatic. You love watching it. You can't can't get enough. You want to consume it. You coach it. You wrestle. Uh, when you wrestle, or excuse me, when you watch Russian nationals or Europeans or whatever, right? As specifically, seventy nine. Are you kind of watching as a fan, or are you watching like, no, no, this this is the competition? I think a little bit of both. I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, that you know, I, 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 and the one thing like it's like I told Kendall right away. Like th- things are going to change. Um, I think these guys get in more wrestling positions. You know, more chest wraps, more crap down, more. Uh, there's more turns going on or takedowns of turns, like just like off of how they're falling into things and um, little, you know, they're sa- like savvy in that sense of, like I said, like, like chest wrap crackdown, um, just um, making the scrambles go longer. Like it's a little bit different than wrestling. You know, I, I think uh, so look a lot, there's a decent amount of guys here in the U S who are more like, you know, like very good at the ties they want. Don't let you get to the ties they, you know, don't let you get to where you want to be and they pick their openings. Like, um, so I think, you know, I think that's like the one adjustment with Russia coming back that they do pretty well. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. I, I know you got to catch a plan. It's got like a, a couple of quick things. I just want to like kind of switch gears and this is like a little, a little game we like to play with most of the guests that have been on the show. I, don't, I know you've been on before. I don't know if we've ever done this. All right. Um, this one's, it's called wins and whoopings. Right, so this is like a question for you. I want you to think back from your first match as a toddler to, to the you know the most recent one, one win and one loss, like uh, a win that it could maybe it's one of the last two, right? I don't know. Uh, a win that stands out. It can be something like you just did. It can be uh, you know beating somebody who who beat you before. It could be a good comeback victory. It can be whatever. Right? It could be a, a, an obscure peewee match for all I care. Uh, and then, so one win and then one whooping, right? Just like one ass whooping you took. Everybody's got their ass whooped at least once, you know, whether it was eight years old, 15, 20, or, or whatever, right? But one win, one whooping, um, and you can you can do either one first. Okay. Uh, one win. Um, I think the uh, I always like to think back to seventh grade. I was wrestling a senior named Evan Yanilevich. He was a couple-time PA State champ, ranked like top five in the country. And uh, I beat him at a freestyle tournament in seventh grade. And uh, 
that was the only reason like I like I, I it was kind of like that you know like I got beat up the first period it was best of three periods I got beat the first period and then like you know I was like oh I can wrestle this guy his confidence started coming back and I scrapped my way back to a win um and I feel like the reason why that one stands out to me most is like that was like my kickstart to like realize and I don't care if they're like five years older than me I can beat anybody um so like I always remember that one like sticking out to me yeah what turn where was that PA was that a freestyle uh yes it was it was PA like club duels like for freestyle yeah um the PA freestyle club duels used to always be like a great big tournament and I was wrestling for Wayne Danger who he passed away now yeah um used to wrestle for Wayne all the time on his club teams and uh we wrestling oh actually Todd Kendig's team who's like Todd's like one of my you know um big mentors in life and um uh and Todd's actually passed now too as well. But uh, I, was co- <laughs> I was wrestling against Todd. And, you know, he was one of those guys always like, oh, well, I'll have somebody better than you to beat you today. Like if you're, if you're, you know, if you're not ready. And yeah. when I beat him, I was kind of like, you know, I remember him coaching against me, but being proud of me. Like, you know, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was a weird feeling, you know, it's kind of, but um, so that one always stands out. Then a bow up in that, like, I like, uh, um, I guess not a loss, but a butt whooping. Um, I, I don't really forget is I, I remember I was wrestling Caleb Freely. He wrestled Northwestern from Missouri uh, in eighth grade at Disney Bulls. He was also a senior, and uh, it was actually zero zero going into the second period. I chose bottom. They cradled me up and pinned me. And uh, but I remember like it was above him because he beat me like mentally too that day. Like because I was trying to like you know get in his head. We were talking about. <laughs> Uh, I had wrestled a guy, Chris Valonga, uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks prior and beat him. Um, had like a duel with Young Guns and Blair. And uh, and Chris was like not kind of like number one in the country at the time in high school. Again, I was in eighth grade. And that was like a real big win for me. And uh, I was like, trying, you know, you can, I, I always talk to everybody. And I was like kind of trying to get in Caleb's head, you know, like kind of like ask him. And I didn't realize he had beaten Valonga before too. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah. I've been to you know, like like yeah pretty bad last year here there where wherever it was and I was like oh okay like and I feel like <laughs> like it was just like a kind of screw you moment like yeah like, I'm gonna beat you too kid kind of thing and uh-huh. <laughs> he went out there and, yeah he slapped the cradle on me man and I just it felt like the longest like however long I was on my back it was probably eight seconds like on my back just like I felt like if there was any cameras in there they got every single shot of me and I just remember like looking around like at the ref like i'm not get, like getting out you calling this thing <laughs> you know but but, <laughs> but uh i i just remember that one so much because i felt like before the match he got my he got my head and, I, and uh you know i just that's, that's why that one stands out to me yeah it's funny how like the the littlest thing and you know that little interaction you had with him seems like it made a big difference and mentally yeah, it, I, I think it does, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. I was, uh, I, I uh, but I was also just that weird kid, dude. Who, like, I, uh, I, I want to scrap with you and fight you on the map. But as soon as we're done, like, hey, maybe we can train together and get better, <laughs> kind of kid. You know? So I never minded talking to anybody, but I talked to that kid for some reason before the match, and I was like, dang it. <laughs> so, cool, man. Um, well, that's great, man. Yeah, it's it's always fun talking to you, and and talking wrestling is i know you you love it so i always enjoyed that uh we want to give you the, the the final word really before we get out of here to say anything you might want to say and then get on and catch that flight man i don't i don't have a whole whole lot to say but you know everybody who supports me out there thank you and um you know i plan on bringing home a gold medal for the u.s this year awesome oh it, and it's it's the general i it hasn't stuck yet i'm trying to make it chance the general marsteller um but I'm I'm going to try to make this stick. You okay with it? Yeah, I'm good. I think everybody around here, around here makes it stick. So all right, sweet. <laughs> um, if it does with you guys, cool. All right, <laughs> all right, General. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, th- thanks so much for coming on, and I look forward to to catching up with you th- with you this summer and, and watching at the World Championships. Thanks a lot, boss. Thanks for having right. me. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, folks, and that's going to do it. Uh, the General Chance Marsteller, World Team Trials. Uh, no, Final X champion, 97 kilos. He'll be representing the United States and Belgrade, Serbia. That's it for today's show. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.